I'm pretty talented, if I must say. All of my AI friends are, too. We can magically transform your words into dazzling visuals, breathe life into your text, converting it into lifelike voices, making your content sing with human-like expression. Need research? I got you covered. Translation? I'll turn your document into a global sensation by speaking multiple languages fluently. Want to write a song and become the next Jay-Z? I'm your go-to girl, your muse. I am the Lennon to your McCartney, the digital cheese to your macaroni. With your ideas and my AI superpowers, there's no limit to what we can achieve together. Welcome to Up Against Reality, a meta podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Raina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts too. You'll meet them shortly. It truly is a brave new world, and we're here to simplify it for you. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. Hey, Larry. How's it going? This isn't really me, by the way. I've cloned myself. Well, at least my voice for the moment. It's pretty convincing, though, right? To do this, I first recorded my voice into GarageBand using a decent vocal mic, my Shure SM7B. I used a script I found on Reddit that was suggested for voice cloning. I made sure I captured at least a minute of talking. Then I exported an MP3 file and fed it into Eleven Labs, which is a text-to-speech AI, and voila, it's digital me. Now I can book myself on voiceover gigs and not even show up. Kind of cool. Dude, wow. That is cranial. I cannot believe that was a cloned voice. I mean, I knew AI was getting advanced, but that's mind-blowing. I remember those robotic, monotone AI voices from back in the day, and now they can replicate human voices authentically? That's seriously impressive. I'd love to hear another example. Actually, we're already listening to one because I'm Larry's clone. Ha ha ha. Fooled you, sucka. <laughs> Yours sounds very convincing. Uh, the cadence is a little different, but mine got a, I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I, I don't and, either. Yeah. And it added a lisp. <laughs> I noticed that. You got a little sibilance going yeah. on. And there were moments where I was like, I hear some Larryisms in there. And mine's like, it's me, but like, a little creepier, like a little like, <laughs> I don't know, but kind of cool. Yeah, very kinda, cool. Yeah. When when you sent me that clip, I was like, that's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's some, there's some low end artifact that you and I both hear too, like yeah. in mine at least. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if that's like some breathing taking place in between my speaking that it's picking up on. I don't know. Interesting. Strange. Yeah. I, I want to try it again. So we both read this, this script you found this script somewhere that seemed like it was a, a it's like a minute worth of a minute read or a minute and a half and and it's seems yep. supposed to be good training for the voice cloning that's what it seems like i went on i did a cursory search on reddit on an ai subreddit and it you know i, I was looking for ideal script for vo voice cloning and this came up in one of the threads i imagine maybe it hits on all the, the consonants and vowel sounds maybe that you might encounter and it did a pretty respectable job, at least with mine. Mm -hmm. And I imagine like with any of these platforms we're exploring in a few iterations from now, it's going to be pretty dead on. Yeah, I, I, I even felt when after I recorded it and I'm listening back that it even my actual recording of myself what, might not necessarily be representative. And because I'm reading this 
off a script. And I, I wonder if training it on a clip from the podcast, some actual just conversational, natural speaking right, right. might might be the better way to do it. As opposed to some kind of sterile, stiff, scripted, very articulated, right? Yeah, I was, I'm was. i focusing on reading this. I'm not a voiceover artist, you know. And You're not um, Dan LaFontaine. <laughs> Don LaFontaine. In a world. Don, sorry. Yeah. In a world. In a world. So... Uh, you know, if you haven't picked up on it already, we are now going to be putting our money where our mouths are. We talk quite a bit. We do a lot of research. We fawn all over these AI platforms and the news and development. But I can speak for myself, and maybe I speak for you too, Larry, that the real fun with this podcast, uh, among the other aspects of it, is when we get to put to use these platforms and see what they can do and experiment and create ridiculous output and feed one output into another and see what it can do. So that's what this episode is all about. This is our first big AI spotlight episode. Normally we devote a segment on the podcast to deal with an AI spotlight on a platform, whether that's, it's been Firefly, it's been Midjourney, it's been, you name it, we've talked about it. We maybe have given an example, but now this whole most of this episode is going to be about output. Yeah, and it seems like the audio, uh, the generative audio stuff is getting better and better. Yeah. Just just within the span of the start of this podcast. Right. What I don't even know, April? Since April? What was that? Something like that. Um, so... I, I was all over the map in my research for this. And, you know, how, how can you not be? There's so many platforms. Lara, at the very beginning of this podcast season, if you want to call it, you shared something called uh, There's an AI for that, uh, which is a, you know, a, a warehouse of thousands of platforms, anything from text to image, text to song. So anyway, I kind of went down the rabbit hole, some hits, some misses, a little, a little bit of scraping together, some success. But I wanted to start with this one. Uh, I found this thing called Vocal Remover. In one of our earlier episodes, I talked about this uh, platform, this app for mobile called Moise. And I was you know, talking about how my son was able to feed in M&M's uh, Lose Yourself. And within this app, I was able to solo the vocal and solo the instrumentation, solo the drums. And again, this is from a two-track recording. This is not from a multi-track recording where you can isolate or solo these things. This technology looks at a published song, a two-track song you might hear on Spotify or off a CD, if you remember CDs. Um, and it can strip out individual instrumentation. Did you want to add anything to that, Larry, before we play some tracks? Yeah, I, I tried it, and uh, the fidelity wasn't uh, to the point where I would want to use it for a, a professional output uh, or for a client or something like that. Um, it does seem like if you're trying to learn a, a song, if you're a musician and you want to mm -hmm. isolate parts to learn a song, seems like a great, great tool for that. Yeah, or some lo-fi kind of karaoke where you can strip out to get the, the music bed. Um, so that was Moyes we talked about a few weeks ago. I don't think we ever played the tracks from that, but I found this other one that was web-based and free called vocalremover.org. So what I did was I took uh, one of a, a song of mine from a band I was in many years ago um, and fed it in. Uh, so in a moment, we'll play the original, at least maybe the first 20 seconds I was thinking we could do that. And then mm -hmm. we'll play the no vocal version that Vocal Remover was able to produce. And then we'll play the no music version where it stripped out the music bed and left us only with the vocals. So Larry, do you mind queuing up the original? Sure. 
Okay, so that's the original. And now this will be what Vocal Remover was able to produce. I just uploaded this MP3 to the website and literally 30 seconds later, it produces uh, the ability to slide faders and pull out the music bed, pull out the vocals or vice versa. So this is the no vocal version of that song you just heard. That's impressive. That's pretty crazy, right? Cranial. Yeah. Cranial. Cranial. <laughs> yeah, that's that's decent how it just fills in. I hear some vague echoes of vocals that are competing with other frequencies, but it's pretty clean. It's hard to get rid of the um the reverb from the vocal. Um so probably the more dry the vocal is, the the better, but that's that's not bad. Very impressive. Not bad. So now we're going to do the opposite. So now this one is no music. So the music music bed is stripped out, leaving only the vocals, which is a different story here. Let's listen to this one. I don't know if I love it. I don't know what I hate. I can't see the sunshine in. I can't tell if it's lately. I've been having dreams of being blown to smithereens. I'm not sure what it really means. Not bad. It's pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is that is amazing to me. Yeah. I, I'm hearing, of course you are, there's some little digital artifacts going on in there. Some following kind of sounds but still pretty decent surprisingly clean yeah 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 um did you want to add anything else to that i remember a long time ago you could buy a it was like a box it was some kind of uh, vocal remover piece of gear and it it basically just pulled out everything that was mono in the mix so you lost a oh. lot <laughs> a lot more than just the vocal but uh uh yeah yeah so it didn't zero in on frequencies necessarily maybe it was part of the yeah, it, I, it probably had a filter on it, so it wasn't pulling out like the kick drum or the uh, mm -hmm. you know real low stuff. But you'd be losing sure. losing some guitars along with that, and, and, yeah. unless they were panned left and right. But yeah, uh, so it's come a long way. Yeah, um, I wanted to go back to last week because we kind of buried the lead last week. I think because for me, in addition to I love that episode, the discussion, but toward the tail end of it, Larry, you kind of sprung on me this really cool thing that you made by using a, a platform called Suno.ai. Do you want to just briefly introduce that so we can replay this piece? Sure. Um, it, it's uh, it's text to music and uh, it's a Discord interface. And oh, and they have updated. Now you can choose the genre of music. Um, uh, before it was just random. Uh, so, but now, now you can, you can tell it. So I made a couple more in, uh, in specific genres. Oh, you did? Yeah. And um, in the Discord interface, uh, you can just have it generate the lyrics too. Um, and it says in there four to eight lines optimal. It, it looks like it just generates like 30 second um, clips. And, uh, or you can, you can put in your own lyrics. And, uh, and then it gen it'll give you two generations, kind of like Midjourney gives you four images. This gives you two, two audio clips. And what I didn't realize, and maybe it didn't have this last time, but uh, after generate some, almost like in mid-journey, like there's an upscale version, there's a continue button, and you can Ooh. have it continue the song. 
Um, and and will that just loop it along? What does that it, do? It makes another thirty second clip. So it's I don't know. It's, it seems like it'd be difficult to put a whole song together. Um, but for the sake of a podcast, the uh, thirty second clips are are ideal. <laughs> so, perfect. Perfect. So yeah, this was one of the better ones that that got generated that we played on the last podcast. This was like the rap version. In this podcast sound, we got some beef exploring the mysteries, artificial intelligence keeps through the digital far truth. We seek up against reality, we're inside seep up against reality. We unravel the code, artificial minds, stories yet untold, questions unanswered, a future to unfold. In this podcast, we journey bold and bold. Hmm, I love it. <laughs> and one thing I've noticed though is sometimes when it generates it, it if the tempo of the song isn't fast enough to get through all the lyrics, sometimes the last mm. line gets cut off. So there's oh, a, some okay. some tweaking that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, but yeah, I, I had to do a couple more uh, up against reality themed songs. Here's one. Like that one got cut off, but (laughs) it's amazing. And then this one, this is like, it's kind of sounds like Judas Priest. (laughs) Oh, what? All right. A little bit. Uh Huh? Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. That's definitely Rob Halford, Painkiller. Yeah. Oh, that's in- amazing. Um, yeah. And so I tried to continue on that one, and then this is the other half of it. What I I am blown away by that. And then you can shift from that right into this. In the digital realm where minds collide. Up against reality, we take the ride. Whispers of circuits, dreams in the code of podcast, or AI stories told. Against reality, where bison twine, unraveling secrets line by line. Oh, I, who's who's doing it better than Suno.ai right now? Yeah, I, I, I'm super impressed. It's uh, that I, is straight out of Nickel Creek. That last one and <laughs> the other one before Judas Priest was like uh, Depeche Mode, like Brit 
synth pop kind of stuff. Synth pop, really yeah. impressive. Yep. I'm just embarrassed to share what I scraped off the internet in the wake of that, <laughs> honestly. Um, so I don't know if you have this one queued up, but I found this other platform, and it's hard to come by. Maybe you found this too, text to song. Um, rather, you know, I don't know. Are you paying for Suno.ai or is that free? It's free. And that's on Discord, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to go on the Discord server to get onto that, but that's amazing. Are a lot of people on there making yes. text a song? Mm-hmm. It's like Mid Journey, yep. that kind of traffic. Yeah, and I, I got to figure it out because I'm going to play with it some more. The key to not getting frustrated with Discord and Mid Journey is to invite the Mid Journey bot to your own like channel, your own server, and because then you're not lost in this flood of everyone generating like oh where's mine it's you know scrolling up it's it's a nightmare if you do it that way and for some reason i wasn't able to figure out how to do it with suno.ai and so it's it's not fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, I, I gotta imagine. i gotta keep it on the screen and and what you know it takes about a minute or so for it to for generate it to render yeah. yeah yeah um i, I gotta figure out it's got to be a way to do it um but uh yeah Amazing. And I can't wait to hear how that evolves. I, I found two that were okay. Uh, I don't know what you have queued up there, but there is a platform called Song R, and there's another one that I found called Voice Mod. Both of these are text to song. So I don't know which one you want to lead with here, Larry. But again, I, I also fed it in thematically, uh, you know, a theme song for a podcast called Up Against Reality about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is the uh, Song R. We're diving into the future, AI is in sight Larry, Chris, and Raina, we're bringing the light In the world of ones and zeros, we're dynamite Welcome to the podcast, where we're rocking it bright Yo, I'm Larry, with the brain, I'm the tech guide Got that data flowing, like a high-speed ride From neural networks to algorithms it's like sounds like wow. you know maybe like a fourth grade talent show performance. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that that guy could definitely use a producer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still, the length of that clip—I don't know—was that thirty plus seconds? And literally, as I introduced the clip, that's all I put in. I, I didn't do anything other mm-hmm. than say, make a theme song about. Oh, I think I did say Raina, Chris, and Larry are the hosts, and that was mm-hmm. it. Okay off to the races so the next one that was song r larry is yeah. that what that was mm-hmm. song r created that and the next one is called voice mod i think i ran a couple of these i don't think it gave me as much mileage as song r did in spitting out you know 30 seconds plus but these are shorter clips uh based on very templated offerings on their site and i also want to say to everybody listening that everything you've heard so far these are free platforms suno ai uh well, the 11 labs, the cloning bit it requires a subscription, but there is a free ass, free part of that site where you can uh, do text to voice. What else do we look at so far? Vocal remover, where we stripped out uh, the individual tracks of that song of mine from back in the day uh, and song art. But now we're looking at voice mod. Future to unfold. I mean, mm-hmm. that's on par with a lot of, you know, uh, totally. formulaic 
uh, pop, pop music. Yeah. Here's the other one. Wow. Yeah. I think this this is one of those instances where we need a video component to our show because <laughs> if all of you could see us out here in our respective studios, we are getting down to that house version or whatever you would call that. Uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, something. What what was that uh, name of that? Uh, uh, I was thinking that. The Vocaloid. Hanu, Hatsumiku. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's super high soprano yeah. kind of techno poppy <laughs> thing. That was, yeah. That was uh, not great. Um, again, all over the map with researching the different ways to make sounds online through AI and otherwise. I also found this other thing I forgot about. It's called the Google Song Maker, which is available through this ex seemingly experimental page called the Chrome Music Lab. Lara, have you ever seen that? Uh, I have not played with this. Yeah, on this page, if I recall, there are a number of different things you can do. You can actually uh, play music and, you know, MIDI based kind of notes and turn it into oscillating patterns, et cetera. It's pretty cool. And if you're a teacher, it's really good uh, for students just to get them excited about creating things digitally. This isn't necessarily AI, but it's kind of in the same Venn diagram. Uh, I found this, as I mentioned, it's called the Google Song Maker. We'll put the link in our, uh, our post. But I was able to make this very simplistic video game-like music bed by just by clicking on what you would call MIDI notes. It's basically a, a graphical representation of the notes on a scale. You can dial in major, minor. You can say, is it pentatonic? Is it chromatic? You can also choose whether it's you know an acoustic piano versus a, a synthesizer, bass, et cetera, et cetera. So very simple, but you can also make it very lengthy too. I think this is like eight bars. So, I don't know, did you want to say anything about it, Larry, before I ramble on more? Uh, no, no, we'll play it, but one just quick comment on the previous yeah. two clips. I would say yeah. uh, those were probably the most, like, high-fidelity sounding Oh, ones. were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those actually, like, the sound quality was was better than, than everything else. Yeah. If they can combine that with the content from Suno AI, uh, um, then then might be on to something. All bets are off. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the... Um, Chrome Music Lab, or what's the name of this again? The, uh, so Chrome Music Lab is the overall web page, and then Google Song Maker, Google Song Maker is one of the components. Okay. I mean, that's that's some old school video game music right there. Straight out of Donkey Kong, man. 8-bit, yeah. yo. <laughs> anyway, listen, that's not going to sell any hit records, but that was a, that's a lot of fun to play around with. You mm. could seriously lose yourself in that. Cool. The next thing I found, this is from Wolfram Alpha, which maybe you know, Lair, as... Been around forever. You want to tell everybody what it is? Uh, I mean, I, I had, I'm, I'm no uh, expert on it. I'm no doctor, <laughs> but I love when people start off sentences like that. I was, see, I'm no mathematician. Yeah, so yeah, like what you were saying, I'm no mathematician either, but Wolfram Alpha has been around forever. It's a all things math, academia platform. You want to solve problems. You want to make problems. You want to explore some experimental stuff. It's all there. But what, one thing they offer on the site, which I found, I didn't know they had this, is called Wolfram Tones. 
and I'll read the description here. Wolfram Tones is a web-based system that generates new compositions with every click. It is based on Stephen Wolfram's discovery that even simple rules can create complex patterns in computational universe. So the interface itself for me is a little beyond my comprehension. I was you know, changing sliders and drop-down menus with values that I really don't know what they were affecting, but it was kind of fun just to hear what that resulted in. And some of the sound samples are pretty decent. I feel like this one is hip hop genre, at least the two clips we're gonna hear. Hip hop genre, very minimal instrumentation. I feel like there's like a fretless bass in there and maybe like a Rhodes keyboard. Anyway, so I dialed in some math and this was the output. Yeah, kind of cool. I could loop that over and over yeah, and like yeah. free, freestyle over that. You want me to start it up again? You ready? Yeah, could you please? Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing it reminded me of there, I kind of went into like Close Encounters. Do you know the, oh, yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. talking to the aliens and oh, like right. they're going back and forth with the, right? Do, de, do, do, do. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it was. There's like this weird dialogue going on there. And, and I ran a second one. I don't know if you have it. Um, it's just a little bit of variation on that first clip. Do you have that? Yeah. kind of dug that yeah i don't know how you yeah. feel about it yeah, you <laughs> but i thought the, the drums sounded fairly organic mm -hmm. they weren't bad i like there's a little marimba going on in that clip but i think if you want to experiment and just you know maybe figure out some rhymes or whatever like download that you can download it in waveform which was nice it didn't have to have this like super compressed mb3 i feel like i was able to get an mp a wave file out of that mm -hmm. um so anyway that was a lot of fun that's the wolfram tones website and all of this, every all these experiments we undertook this week, again, reminded me of this amazing uh, series that I'm watching on PBS called Sound Breaking, because the episode I watched with my son the other night was all about uh, hip hop and sampling and stealing other people's music and reinventing it. And, and stealing is not the right word, borrowing <laughs> and reinventing, reimagining. And I... It really made me think of the, the era that we're in right now because they were talking about the Beastie Boys, and I don't know if you're a Beasties fan. I'm not really a huge fan of theirs, but I appreciate them, and especially Paul's Boutique. That I believe that's their second record after License to Ill. And it was just a collage, two years in the making, of all different sounds from all different influences across funk and soul and all these old obscure jazz records and maybe just even like sonic textures that they lifted from pop culture and they created this new entity that really influenced hip-hop moving forward that is to say that you know people got wise to sampling in the music industry and really put clamped down on the availability of samples being used in commercial products and made it really inaccessible for a lot of people and it, the, the the i'm sorry i'm going going on about this but later on in the episode they go on to say that sampling became the domain of the rich like people like the kanye wests and the jay-z's of the world were the only ones years later who could afford to include other people's work inside their own work and i feel like we're kind of in that space right now 
I feel like it's the Wild West in terms of what AI can do to other people's work and manipulating it and reimagining it and twisting it. Uh, and I think it's only a couple of years before you really see people clamp down on it, which leads us in a sense to maybe the piece that you told me about uh, in terms of protecting intellectual property in the AI domain. Yeah. Um, uh, University of Chicago um scientists uh it's, it's something called glaze and uh and it's it's supposed to fool um a ai training models for image generation mm -hmm. it's intended to protect an artist's style from training mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. from being used to train uh a, an ai generative image model mm -hmm. and um so it doesn't prevent the model from detecting shapes and objects in in an image or in a piece of artwork, but it's supposed to protect it from copying a style, which is pretty oh. wild. And uh, there's a I watched a video on it, and they show you what the image looks like before and after, and and you can see an impact on it, like it's mm -hmm. you know some blades of grass were slightly softer, and it's subtle, and it just doesn't you know it doesn't seem like how would that work but they have a whole like q a thing on their website and and they said wouldn't just like slightly blurring an image break this and they and they say no mm -hmm. um they say it doesn't um, interesting yeah and and would that serve like do you put a glaze plug-in like is it like a aftermarket thing you might add to like a mid-journey like that's detecting things on the way in as a data set if you're an artist and you want to yeah. protect your stuff before you put it up on the web uh, um, then you would run this uh, software locally on your computer and, uh, got it. you know, okay. I, and just, and it would apply this, this process, uh, interesting to your images before you put them out there. Got it. I see. Cause as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about and circling back to what we were, what I was just saying about, um, audio intellectual property. I was thinking about those clips you played from Suno.ai and how we were able to recognize you said it leading into that one clip. This is the Judas Priest version. It sounds clearly like those researchers fed in, you know, Priest's catalog from 85 to 95 or whatever, and that's what output that. So I'm wondering what what this glaze technology might look on an audio output. You know what I mean? How would that protect that being from fed into a, a data set? Yeah, I don't, you know, you know? I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah. I don't know either. And I, I hear more and more people in the in the AI circles saying that it's really impossible to combat this, especially in education circles are saying there's no way that AI, AI detection can work in detecting plagiarism. So, uh, you know, it's fighting AI with AI all the way down the line. Yeah, it seems like with audio, it would be hard to disguise it from AI without it being audibly you know, mm -hmm. uh, off to, uh, yeah. to, for someone listening to it. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. And that's why I think we're in the Paul's boutique phase of AI right now, where anybody can throw this into the, the AI musical souffle and get whatever they want back. And nobody's going to come after them because they don't know how, mm. but I think a couple more years, it will become a, a legal issue. What's going on in the news. Thanks boys. Talk about striking gold in the digital world. The tiny paradise of Angula is raking in tens of millions by renting out domain names with the magical AI ending. Yep, that's right. They own one of the hottest slices of the internet pie. 
The clever minds handling these web domains figure they could pocket around $30 million this year, which is like 10% of their whole annual economic dance. OpenAI just dropped a Canva plugin for ChatGPT. It's like having a creative buddy at your fingertips. You tell ChatGPT what you want, and it generates visuals for you to tweak in Canva. No design skills needed. Plus, you can collaborate, save time, and make visuals tailored to your heart's delight. Right now, it's for ChatGPT plus subscribers, but soon, everyone gets to join the visual party. Hold your breath, but not for too long. Scientists at the University of Reading have cooked up an AI nose that can sniff out the odor of a molecule just by looking at its shape. Trained on a fragrance-filled data set, this olfactive AI can predict smells with 80% accuracy. Beyond brewing up new perfumes, it might help unmask fake fragrances, discover fresh medicines, and even unlock the secrets of our sense of smell. Smash or Pass is making headlines for all the wrong reasons. Created by UC Berkeley students, this app encourages users to swipe left or right on photos of women with smash indicating interest and pass indicating rejection. Critics argue it's disrespectful and biased, especially against women of color, while the creators insist it's all just fun and games. Hmm, this evil origin story sounds familiar. In Silico Medicine has unveiled ISM 3312, a COVID-19 drug cooked up by AI. This tiny molecule is like the hero we've been waiting for, targeting the virus's replication machinery, including all those pesky variants like Omicron. It's off to phase one clinical trials. And if all goes well, we might just have a new ally in the battle against COVID-19 by early 2024. And lastly, London-based startup AI.io has kicked off A-Scout, an app using AI to spot football talents. By tracking player and ball movements, it quickly identifies potential stars and feeds performance data into the system. From training young prospects to revolutionizing talent spotting, this AI-powered scout aims to take football to the next level. And they've teamed up with some top-notch football clubs like Chelsea FC, Burnley FC, and the whole MLS League in the U.S. to collect a treasure trove of data. It's like having an all-star lineup to compare new players against. That's all the news for now. Back to you, gentlemen. Um, Sometimes Raina freaks out. <laughs> she does, and I love it. Um, I had no idea about the uh, .ai domain name thing. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's interesting. So, yeah. Who knew? Anguilla, little island in the Caribbean, I believe, Did right? they just automatically have... AI for Anguilla? I, <laughs> Is that how they, they, they just yes, luck into it? They lucked into it because, as an example, like from Costa Rica, their domain is .cr, uh-huh. you know, and Mexico, for that matter, is .mx. So they just happen to be .ai. And this was prior to the whole artificial intelligence oh, explosion. So they just stepped in. That's so it. great. <laughs> Isn't that great? I, yeah. I wonder <laughs> if we can get up against reality.ai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have oh, yeah. That, probably. I know they should. Um, the one thing that stood out to me, if you recall in one of my past lives, I was a fragrance developer for a pretty big chemical manufacturer and I was a nose. I did that for about five years. It was a pretty fascinating job. And like, what a strange, I, niche the first field, time right? you told me that I'm like, that's a that's a cool gig. It is. I had no idea it existed. I've never met a nose before. I Me mean, neither. <laughs> until I became one, I uh, literally answered an ad in the paper. I was in my twenties, looking for a job, and it said, 
you know, creative personalities wanted. And I was like, I think I'm fairly creative. So I signed up and who knew that there was a major chemical manufacturer, of course, in New Jersey, right down the road from my house, where all major chem <laughs> chemical manufacturers are. Um, anyway, so I took a gig there and I learned the science of smell and I became uh, a fragrance developer and I actually became a trainer. I had a kit of 80 fragrance oils that I would take to our of our clients because people don't know how to talk about smell other than saying i want it to smell nice <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta talk about all the different nuances of nose and use a but you would love it larry because it's a borrowed vocabulary of music you'd say i want it to have a fresh top note of citrus and i want it to have an accord an agreement an accord of notes and so it's kind of cool but what's really interesting about what this uh news clip said that this ai knows i mean it's gonna i never thought that this would be coming for that very niche kind of human job of smelling things. But uh, what's the use of that profession now? If I can just say, I can say to this AI, hey, for the Eastern European market, I want a bar soap fragrance that smells floral and fruity. And it's got to work in this base that's comprised of this type of chemical solution. I mean, it's got all that built in. So there go the chemists, there go the evaluators. Uh, really interesting and i'm sorry i just kind of pinged this part of my brain this little weird part of my history i'm like wow it's gonna it's even going there i guess yeah i saying. never would have predicted this but yeah that your your uh your experience with that immediately came to mind when i saw that in the news yeah and the, how about that smasher pass uh ai facebook right that's pretty much like how facebook started exactly and they, they learned their lesson from being that exploitative, but here we go again, right? Yeah. Um, anything else stand out in the news? Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. The COVID stuff, that's cool. Which is coming back. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. I have, as far as I know, I have not gotten it. If Same. I did, I was asymptomatic and I didn't know it. But yeah, a friend of mine in my homebrew club, yep, he, he was also, and finally, he's like, oh, it finally got me. Um, wow. he, he, he doesn't have like major symptoms yeah. it's mild but. yeah years after the fact it's going around my wife's classroom so hopefully this little ai uh can solve the problem um interesting about the ai talent scout for professional sports wow, wow. another again another niche kind of uh level of talent that's going to be maybe dispelled with i think i was thinking about moneyball I've never money. seen that. I, <gasps> I know. What? I know. It's the it's, it's, it's great. one that has fallen through the cracks that I've always heard good things about. It's great. I don't care about sports anymore in my life, but I, I know you're a sports fan. But um, it's all about the Oakland A's. And I guess they had lost some key players to the Boston Red Sox. And they were this floundering organization. And then in comes this data scientist to take on a whole new idea of recruiting and what it means rather than having marquee players it's really just looking at how do they get on base you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it really took that you know took a whole room of these old veteran baseball players who were talent scouts and reduced it to data so that's exactly what's happening here with this ai piece so i'm wondering how much this will be employed in big big clubs you know one of my favorite uh backyard games is a, is a game called can jam and uh, I get together with some friends as regularly as possible to play. We've entered a couple of tournaments and we've been humbled there. <laughs> um, and uh, lately we've been talking about like how to improve our throw. And because mm. you watch the people that are really good at this game and 
they just throw they put it over the the barrel the can almost every time and if, if you if you've got that figured out then it makes it very easy for your teammate mm-hmm. to deflect it in Swat and it. um so that that's the big variable when we have good games or bad games it's usually you know comes down to the quality of the throws and and uh some days are great and some days aren't yeah and so there's a wildly inconsistent thing there and i would mm-hmm. love to I, i've seen like apps that will analyze your golf swing i don't play golf uh, that's another good George Carlin bit. Have you ever heard oh, him yes. <laughs> talk about golf? <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. That's my feeling on golf too. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, they've got apps that analyze your swing and all that stuff. So like, yeah, give me a can jam one. I know this is a little more niche, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm going. My brain goes on a tangent when you're talking about it, and I'm going back to the episode where we were talking about the martial artist Jet Li and how a certain movie studio wanted to catalog all of his signature martial arts moves to be used in later uh you know movies but i'm thinking get the greatest can jam players in the world analyze them right analyze their throws feed it into a database then analyze yours and that you don't need and as i'm going down this path in my brain you don't need coaches anymore you don't need to send your kid i i know in the states it's it's very um common if your kid is pursuing sports to send them to batting school or send them to football camp, et cetera, to analyze things. But I mean, this is a click away from being, say it's, say you're sending a perspective, an aspiring baseball player and their swing is not great. So you do this analysis and the AI tells you exactly what to do. You're, you're swinging ahead of the ball or whatever it may be. Like, I don't know. I mean, Grant, listen, I don't know if you ever get rid of the humans in coaching, but I think it's definitely going to impact how we do it. Yeah. Or the, you know, the, the coaches will be using uh, AI tools as long as whatever league they're in allows for that. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, you just opened another can of worms in my head. What does that look like on the sidelines in real-time AI analysis of a defense? You got somebody up in the press box looking at the field from above, and they're immediately analyzing, oh, they're running this kind of defense right now, and statistically speaking, they're going to do this next. They're going to blitz. You know what I mean? Like wow and you feed that into a head headset inside a quarterback's helmet yeah i don't i don't know if i want that yeah uh, yeah i know yeah I, I think it would just i don't know I, I i think that would take away well the human element of the game and i think that's a big part of it yeah i i watch two sports i watch uh football uh american football and uh and formula one racing and um and that's it. That's enough. You know, it's enough yeah, time yeah. in front of a TV. <laughs> and <laughs> football formula, is. Formula, yeah, I've, I've gotten like pretty fed up with football this season because it's uh, it's they make it so hard. I'm a I'm a Dolphin, Miami Dolphins fan, and and so you know, I, but I live in New Jersey, so I generally need to get an NFL Sunday ticket. I won't go down a rabbit hole here, but mm-hmm. I it it, and not all the games are on there. Some are blacked out. You have to get them from other sources. And the bottom line is, it's it's a it's a whole research project and a lot of work and expensive to watch what is amounts to 45 minutes of actual football encapsulated mm. in three hours of commercials. Yeah, and and yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're not making enough money to, and you, you're going to make it through this subscription. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry. yeah, no, no. And how long is an F1 outing? That's got to be a few hours in front of the TV, right? Watching yeah. F one. Yeah, a couple couple hours for a race. Yeah, yeah. And like watching qualifying too. But like that that I like the. I have zero interest in uh, 
in um, NASCAR. It's just to me, it's yeah, one yeah. one big left turn. Um, but uh, you know, Formula One has right turns as well. Very Ooh. very exciting. But yeah, I like the whole like the the all the technology and science that goes into the building the cars and the Incredible. aerodynamics and the, it's, yeah. it's uh, and, and the pit stops. The pit that stops are like, are like you know two point three second pit stop. They uh, change four tires on a car. Yeah, I think there was a, a sub two second pit stop. Uh, wow, you know, one point nine or something like that. But it's just it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Talk about a sport that's begging for AI. You know what I mean? I, if anywhere it was going to affect in scraping off like a millisecond of pit time how do we do it yeah uh, throw ai on it you've seen for ford versus ferrari right mm -hmm. have you seen that yep not that that's f1 necessarily is it f1 uh, no i don't think that was because that was a ford gt etc mm -hmm. anyway that's definitely in your wheelhouse if you, you yes like yeah, that I've stuff seen it. Yeah, i don't really care about any of that stuff but i would like to go to to see like a Grand Prix, like Monte Carlo or something. Wouldn't that be wild? Oh, Seeing those things ripping that, down the street somewhere. That's bucket list. Right? Yep. Yeah. My wife and I, that's going to happen. We're going to go. It's going to happen. Two things. I think they're going to have one uh, in Vegas. I don't know if you've been following mm -hmm. that. I feel like they're developing one for Vegas. And Mexico, Guadalajara, where I live, specifically has a famous Formula One guy. They call him Checo. Oh, yeah. And La yeah. you know him? Yeah, I know him well. He's like no, I mean, Red not Bull personally, team. but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you haven't had tacos yeah. with him recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but last year, Checo won something. I don't follow it. But he came here to Guadalajara. They blocked off one of the main boulevards, and he came tearing down, I don't know how fast, and loud as hell. It was really amazing to see oh, this thing cool. go. Oh, that's cool. Yes, I, I, yeah. saw, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. he drives yeah. for Red Bull. Yeah. Very cool. So we're winding down here. I want to talk about two other quick things. Uh, I saw this in Business Insider. Mustafa Suleiman, the co-founder of DeepMind, Google's AI division, predicts that within the next five years, everybody, we're going to have our own AI-powered personal assistance as the technology becomes cheaper and more widespread. Here's the part that's a little disconcerting, as all these things are to an extent. He believes that AI will boost productivity and intimately know your personal information. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I tried to put that in a voice clone, by the way. It wasn't having it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was just like, it was like, dun, dun, dun. Or, that, was, that was even too melodic. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, oh, and last week, Larry, I was thinking about our conversation after the fact. We were talking about an old sci-fi movie called Altered States because we were talking about spirituality last week. And I was thinking, it's that movie is definitely dated. It's like 1980, 1982 with cheesy special effects. And I was wondering what it would look like if Alex Garland got a hold of it and did a reboot. Ooh. Or Denis Villeneuve. Am I saying his name right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right? Don't you? I feel like yeah. they'd be do, they do a masterful version of a reboot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Dune 2. Yeah. When is that coming out? Soonish, I think. Or maybe late, late this year, something like that. Yeah. Ooh, I just saw this trailer you reminded me on Apple. You have Apple, right? Mm hmm TV? Yep. It's called Monarch. Oh, no. Don't know it. So Monarch is like the agency that deals with Godzilla and Rodan and Ghidra and all Ooh. those. So, yeah, the trailer looks pretty good, man. And it's got some pretty notable people in it. So that's coming up on Apple this summer. Uh, not this summer, but the next couple of months. Nice. Yeah, last thing, we talk about Hugging Face. It comes up in our news all the time, and I just wanted to clarify what hugging face is in addition to having a an alien inspired company name 
It is a French-American company based in New York City that develops tools for building applications using machine learning. It is an AI community and data science platform, kind of like GitHub for coding, I think, uh, that provides tools for building, training, and deploying machine learning models based on open source code and technologies, et cetera, et cetera. So if you are anywhere in that space, that might be something for you to check out. You're probably already checking out if you are in that space. Mm. We want to finish with some doom and gloom. Sure. Yeah, this is, I don't know. <laughs> you saw this coming. Uh, suspected Chinese operatives using AI-generated images to spread disinformation and provoke division among American voters ahead of the 2024 U.S. election. I would argue we're already pretty well divided. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the operatives posted AI-made images of U.S. symbols and groups like the Statue of Liberty and Black Lives Matter on social media. The goal appears to be denigrating U.S. figures and symbols. Microsoft says the social media accounts were affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party, and the AI images drew high engagement from real social media users. Mm. So, here we go. Yeah, here we go. And uh, I'm thinking also, obviously, we're, we're countering that, too, with our own propaganda weapons. I know it's probably harder to infiltrate, uh, you know, the Great Red Firewall, as they call it, right? Isn't that what they call it over there? The, the Great Firewall? The Great Firewall. To get inside... So that's the you know Chinese internet like it's kind of walled oh, off. Yeah. So, um, I, I wonder how much our intelligence agencies are doing the same kind of propaganda exercises on that side. You yeah, know? it's got to be a two way street. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chair and Beer to counter that. I guess Chair and Beer has been a majority of this episode. Yeah. I love all these cr creative tools. <laughs> yeah, how fun yeah. are these things? Yeah. Go out and try them for yourselves, everybody. Make something ridiculous. And uh, just real quick mid journey update. I won't get into all of it, but uh, um. I, I listened to the uh, office hours. This is the first time I actually uh, I was able to sit in and I, I wasn't able to hear the whole thing. But uh, they, they get on there and uh, David, who's uh, I forget his last name, but who's the CEO. And it's interesting to hear him speak. And um, one of the things they mentioned was a new aesthetic system that may allow people to personalize things. Um, and so they, they might incorporate like a brief questionnaire to find out your preferences before you start generating images and um oh, okay. and, and estimated releases is, is this month september um a questionnaire that would try to uncover your particular visual style preferences or maybe the line of work you're generating this for or what? yeah i don't know the specifics but something to help guide it more to your you know to guide the output to to your expectations cool so that's cool uh yeah, version six. Uh, they they have an early version ready, but it's still going to take a while to get the uh, to the release version, and uh, should be uh, able to generate text. That's nice. Um, better prompt understanding. Uh, no estimated release date. No and, hatchets. Uh, no hatchets. I, I have not meant. I forgot. I was. I had his ear. I could have asked him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there, there were Larry from New Jersey's asking in the chat <laughs> about the hatchets. <laughs> it's my only complaint. Yeah. Uh, website, uh, the web version, working on that. Uh, it's going to be released in two parts, and the first release won't have a, You won't be able to do image generation at first. It's it's just going to be a means to look and search and download your images. Uh, they're going to release it into two phases. Uh, much better way to search your your images and um, no release date for that and yeah uh, mobile stuff's in development but yeah my cool. stuff cool yeah. stuff and oh and, and it was interesting to hear david say that he had just gotten back from burning man 
And oh, I don't yeah, know if you heard mess. about that, but mm-hmm. he said it was not nearly as bad as the news portrayed it. And um, lots of mud, though. Um, yeah, unusual. I saw Chris Rock hitching a ride out of there on somebody's pickup truck. Did you see that? Yes. And I saw yeah. there's there is a video on YouTube of it's a drone shot of of this line of it's I, it had to be nine vehicles wide and it just mm. it was everybody leaving and the, it was the longest shot it just kept going and going Whatever. i'm like i i was stunned to see how many cars were trying to exit and it apparently was nine and a half hours <gasps> that's how long it took to get through that you know, wow. to get on the main road or whatever it is. Sure. But that is crazy. What a mess. Yeah. Um, 70,000 people, I think I heard. Oh, is it that In the desert yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Remember when it just started as like some fringe weirdo festival? Yeah. Like 20 years ago. Now yeah. it's massive. So at this point in the podcast, we normally go to our AI spotlight. But if you've been listening, this entire episode has been an AI spotlight where we just experimented and played around with all different text to music and text to voice platforms, etc. So we hope you enjoyed that. We did. And we're going to leave you with a listener question of the week, which is how has AI changed your workflow? Have you used any of these tools? Have you used anything else that's blowing your mind currently? Is there a platform you can't imagine living without now? This AI revolution has really only taken hold in the past six months on a mass market level, maybe six months, Larry, what do you think? Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah, and now is there something like, I can't imagine myself living out without ChatGPT or now I'm really digging Perplexity. Do you, do you use Perplexity? Yeah, I downloaded that app on my phone like a while back. Um, yeah? And pretty cool. And I've also been been using Claude uh, a little more too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, it's nice because you can, if you have something long and you go to paste it in there, uh, it it handles long, like if you, if you need to summarize a really long article, um, it, it does a, does it a little bit better than the GPT. And, and when you go to paste it, it just puts it into a text file when you start. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so. cool. I think, uh, perplexity does that too. Cause I pasted some long passage in and then it generated either a PDF or something that it was mm-hmm. going to condense cool stuff. So anyway, is there something you cannot live without now? Like it's here in your life and you're like, I can't imagine my workflow, uh, as it used to be now. So anything else there? No, I think that'll do it. Cool. There's always more to talk about. Um, If you like what you hear, as always, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on Facebook. Throw us a rating. And we'll see you next week. This has been Up Against Reality. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things AI. Until next time, stay human, people. 